Welcome to Plus Size Stories, Episode 6. Tonight we speak with a 47-year-old man from the Washington, D.C. area, Carl, about his lifelong struggles with weight and his amazing accomplishment over the last 20 years. So, with that, Carl. And welcome once again to another episode of Plus Size Stories. This week, we talk with Carl, a 47-year-old man from the D.C. area who has been battling weight loss since 2003, although we'll figure out if he's had a weight issue his entire life or not, like many of us have. Um, so, uh, welcome, Carl. I appreciate it. Why, thank you, Kurt. I appreciate this. It is a it is a huge honor to be here and to be among those that, that are telling their story. And I, I feel like I'm getting my face up on Mount Rushmore here with, with, with you and some of the other guests you've already had. So. Oh, please. Everybody's got a story, so it's all good. Yep. That is a, that is a true story right there. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> So why don't you tell folks a little bit about uh, your history, your background, and uh, how you came to start losing weight. So uh, it, it kind of, so it goes back to, I guess, my childhood. I was always a pretty chunky little kid. And, you know, I got bullied and picked on a lot. And, and then when I hit puberty, of course, I kind of adjusted to my body a little bit, but I still did. And I want to apologize to you and your listeners because we just got a cat and I know I can hear him playing with some of his toys behind me, but yeah, I can't so hear come across. That's what it is. <laughs> um, but so I kind of grew into my body a little bit, but still a little, little soft, a little chunky. And um, I graduated high school and I went directly into the military and I thought, oh, this is gonna be it. I'll get in the military, I'll get buff and I'll get ripped and we're gonna go through boot camp. And um, I ended up through, I don't know, faulty systems perhaps, um, really doing se severe damage to my knees. Hmm. And what it was, was it was just bad government issued footwear oh. on, on steel decks for, you know, years and years and years on end. And so as I got older and mind you, I'm talking, you know, I did my four. So I'm what I'm like 22, 23 by this time. I ended up getting out of the military because, well, for two reasons. A, was because of my knees, and B, because uh, I left and my son was born, and I did a deployment, and when I came back, he was walking and talking, and I said, yeah, we're not going to do that anymore. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I, I ended up getting out of the service, and I went home, and I had some medical issues, and I ended up having to have some surgeries and it kind of laid me up for a while. And oddly enough, they gave me some painkillers that they didn't realize I, and I didn't realize that I was actually allergic to, which delayed wow. my healing process. And probably by the time I was 20, 
27, 26, maybe in that area, I was up to 400 pounds. So how, how, uh, what was your weight when you entered the military and were you overweight at that time? Um, they considered me overweight and I was, I would have been 19 and ironically, I don't know if you saw the TikTok I posted, but I did actually find my MEPS paperwork, which is a military entrance physical. And that registered as 190. Okay. I was 190 when I left at 19. And, you know, with the bad knees and the delayed health and getting laid up and not being active like I was in the military anymore, um, I started to push 400 pounds. Yeah. Yeah. And I went to the VA. And they were like, okay, they just ran regular physical stuff because genetically I'm predisposed to diabetes and to uh, uh, um, what they call NASH, which is non-alcoholic cirrhosis of the liver. Oh, fun. And what that is, is you get cirrhosis without the alcohol. So you don't get to drink any alcohol, but you're 100% got the cirrhosis. Right. So all the illness, none of the fun. Um, <laughs> that's what I always joke about. Right, right. I remember that day so well because it was it was basic government communication, which was absolutely terrible, of course. I got this letter in the mail, and they were like, this is your appointment time. This is your appointment location. And I showed up at that appointment. And I was trying to find the office where I was supposed to have my appointment. And I found it. And in the hall, you know how in the hospitals they have those little like things that stick out over the doors where they're like, you know, radiation room, right. x-ray. Well, this one said oncology. And let me tell you, my heart about stopped. Yeah. I was like, yo, what are we doing? And I sat in that meeting, I sat in that waiting room, just like chewing my fingernails. I was like, I don't know what's happening. I don't know what's going on. Why am I here? This is real bad communication, blah, 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 blah. And um, the guy called me into the office and he was apologetic. And he was like, no, no. I'm an internist. I deal with organs. I deal with the liver. They just happened to put my office in the back of oncology. I'm sorry. Nobody told you that, <laughs> but that was a really good window to reevaluate one's life choices. <laughs> sure. Sure. And so after that, I, um, my ex-wife got this book and it was called the maker's diet. Okay. And what ended, it was, Jordan was the guy's last name. And what ended up happening was um, the beginning of it, the beginning of the book, it works very much like an allergy diet where you strip everything away. Yep. You eat absolutely nothing, just the minimal, not calories, just food. You yeah, eat real right. basic, basic stuff. And then slowly you start adding things back in. Hmm. And ironically, true story, and this story plays out over 30 years. Ironically, 
that was when I realized I was allergic to potatoes because as we were adding food back into the diet, I got some, I ate some potatoes and I got super, 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 super sick. And then I stopped eating potatoes and I was much better. And I went to an allergist last year, two years ago. And he's like, oh, he's like, you're not actually allergic to potatoes. He said, your allergy to ragweed is so high and potatoes and ragweed are actually related that's why you can't eat potatoes that is the most bizarre thing i've ever heard i I was like what all right wow well that was the that was the most bizarre thing i've ever heard next to i'm allergic to potatoes well, you know, and it is, and it's hard to explain to people. You're just like, yeah, just trust me. You don't, you don't want that. Wow. But yeah. So I figured all of that out over the course of course of like 30 years. And then, um, as we started doing that, as my ex-wife and I started doing that, the pounds started to shed off and they started to get less and I started to get healthier. Um, I probably got down around to 300 ish. Okay. Maybe 290 in that neighborhood. And you had been pushing 400 at that point. Prior, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so, yeah. So yeah. I came way down. Yep. And then um, I ended up going through a divorce and <laughs> living the bachelor life. My white, my weight dropped more. <laughs> sure. And then um, I ended up getting remarried and I don't think it's a secret to people, especially those that are that have gotten married. After you get married, you tend to get a little complacent in life. Eh, one might say comfortable. Comfortable. I like comfortable. <laughs> good. And the weight tends to creep a little bit. A little bit. A little bit. A little bit. And so I was actively working on it. I was like, okay, this is not okay. And then... Um, I think it must have been 2017-ish. By that time, I was back up to like 280, 290. Okay. And that's the Dragon Con photo right. that everybody right. has seen. Yeah, yeah, I was up like 285, 290 in that neighborhood. And my physician said, yo, your liver enzymes are through the roof. You are di- you officially are diabetic. Oh, okay. She said, you either lose weight or you are on insulin and on a transplant list for your liver in five years. And you already knew the liver was going to be an issue to begin with. Yeah, right? so. yeah, absolutely. But of course, you know, it, it, when you're, you know, 25, 26, you don't think that I'm going to, you think I'm going to live forever. I got time. You, I got time. Yeah, you just don't think forever is forever. Right. So um so I was like, okay, fine. And then 2020 hit. Mm-hmm. And I well, no, let me back up. So then I ended up changing jobs and I ended up working at a university. Okay. And with walking to take photos for graduation and even simply just walking to the restroom. Nothing was as right where it was for the longest time. A neat thing happened. My watch did this 
funny thing where it was like, hey, you completed your circle. And I was like, I didn't even know my watch could do that. <laughs> right, right. And so I was like, hmm, let me keep pushing this. And so, you know, I was down to 270 and keep going a little bit. And then 2020 hit and we went into lockdown. And that was it. Yeah. And at some point during 2020, and I was actually having this conversation with somebody last night, and it wasn't about my health. Mm -hmm. It was about their mental health. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because they just switched jobs from a school to a government-based 100% remote job. Wow. Okay. And they were like, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know. And I said, listen, A, routine is your friend being 100% remote. And B, exercise. Yeah. Because if you don't exercise just a little bit, like even you do, you do what, a mile a day or something like that? Uh, I do somewhere between. your morning walk. Yeah. So my morning walk's two and a half miles, and I usually do that a couple times a day. So. Yeah, there you go. So even just two miles a day, I was like, you got to get up and walk because if you're working from home and you're working remote, you're spending and you don't exercise, right? You're spending 24 hours a day sitting in your chair, staring at your screen seven days a week. I said, you got to get up and you got to move just a little bit for your mental health. I don't care about your physical for your mental. And so that's what that's what happened to me. I realized those fans, my watch wasn't doing that fancy thing no more. <laughs> right. the got completed. So I got up and I started to walk. And I walked. At the time we were living in an apartment complex and I just did a loop around the complex. Mm -hmm. And then I sat down and just about had a stroke. <laughs> and I was like, all right, we can't do that no more. So I just kept going, kept going. And finally, after a month, I was doing two loops around the apartment complex. And then it got cold and it got rainy. And I was like, what am I going to do? And I said, I hate treadmills. Treadmills are terrible. I don't want to use the treadmill. That's me. I know. I know. <laughs> but see, and this is why, this is why I'm watching you closely. Because come February, I think you're going to be on that treadmill, man. It's going to be your only out. And so I was finally like, look, even I think it was raining is what it was. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to our gym. I'm going to keep going. And so I went to the gym, started using the treadmill, and I actually fell in love with it. Mm. I'm like, I can control the pace. I control the speed. I control the, the elevation. I'm in one place. I just put my earplugs in, listen to my podcast, and just go. Yep. And that was what I did. And then that was brought me up to, to May of last year when I moved here. We lost the apartment complex. I lost the gym. And in my head, I'm like, there is not a chance I'm going to the gym. This is not a thing. <laughs> I'm not getting up at four o'clock in the morning and going out and associating with other human beings. That is just not something that's in my skill set. 
So what I ended up doing was just buying a treadmill. Yep. And when I bought the treadmill, I put a little bit of thought into it. And I'm like, okay, how do I take this to the next level? Right. What do I do next? And bad knees. And so just for the record, with the bad knees, I walk. Mm-hmm. I'm not running. Right. Because I, I just can't run anymore. It's just not something I can do. Well, and there's a fair amount of evidence that is showing that walking is actually better for you. Yeah. Than, no, than 100%. Because of, because of the body damage. Yeah. So. Oh, and you know, the other thing I'll add, too, is that as I started to lose weight and the walking just wasn't working anymore, my wife was researching it and she found these the, these articles about weighted vests. Ah, uh, yep. The heavier the weight, it simulates your heart and your lungs. It simulates running. Right. So I got one of those and I started using that. And so, and I ended up actually adding weight to it and I ended up maxing it out and I had to buy another one. (laughs) And then I maxed that one out and it ripped. And now I'm up to like my weighted vest. If you see it in the photos, it's like 34 pounds just about. So I keep an extra 34 pounds as a reminder of this well now it doesn't work but at the time it was like this is the extra weight you lost fool right and so we just so when we moved here i was like how do i not damage my knees and take my workout to the next level and i started researching and i tripped across a rower a row machine okay and i was like hey and so i started with bad knees and rowing row machine with bad knees and I didn't, couldn't find one article that said, this is a terrible idea. Don't do this. Huh. Okay. And so I was like, you know what? Let's do it. So I had the treadmill. I had the rower. And then, of course, I was using, I don't remember what I was using before. I hated it. But I was using something before we got before you turned me on to uh uh, uh, uh oh strong lose it. oh lose it oh lose it for for a track yeah and i was yeah. using something else and i was really super frustrated with it and then you mentioned lose it and so of course now i'm logging my calories i'm doing that running on the treadmill walking on the treadmill using the rower and i ended up crossing my personal goal which was the the 180, the 190 that I was at 19 when I went into the military. Right. And I'm actually below that now by like five, 10 pounds, yep. depending on the day and how many carbs I had the day before. Sure. But um, that that's that's where I am now, and it's like I said, this has been a this has been a 30 year journey, and. I can comfortably say my liver enzymes are normal-ish. Great. Still high, but they're in the little blue line now. Right. Um, my diabetes is under control. And I do want a footnote just for everybody, because I don't want anybody calling me out on this later. I am diabetic. My doctor did start me on Ozempic in... 2017 2018 something like that oh back when it was actually a diabetes medicine (laughs) yes 
and and it's funny because my my doctor and I were talking about it just recently within the last like year, and she said she said that Ozempic may have started you. She said, but there is a point within the last four years, three years, where the Ozempic is no longer doing this. This is you. Okay. Which actually you... tracks. That that tracks with what I've heard about Ozempic as well, where like most of the time people have to increase their dosage. And if you're not doing that, then a lot of it is more dependent on you. Yeah, and that, and that's what my doctor said. She's like, This is this is all you. And within the last year, she said, in fact, she scolded me last month. She's like, All right, you're done losing weight. I don't want you losing any more weight. You're done. She's like, You lose any more, we're gonna have to have a different conversation. And um she said, You need muscle now. And so this last May, I bought some dumbbells bought an eight pound kettlebell and off to the races we went and that is where i am now that is a very reader's digest version of the last 30 years so that's okay uh so so uh just for uh people to be able to visualize a little bit how tall are you six foot you're six okay and so uh so you started you started out around 400 at six foot tall um, yep. so you talked a lot about the exercise, but what were you doing food wise, uh, during your, during this whole time where you actually made an effort to, to lose the weight? So initially I ended up going back to the maker's diet. That was my first out of the gate thing. Right. I was like, this worked once before. Let me do it again. Yep. And then it was more difficult to stick to it this time. And I don't know why, but I had a boss at the time, a supervisor who was all keto. Mm -hmm. And while I appreciated what he was doing, it seemed a little difficult. Okay. And so I started doing keto light, which is okay. I'll have, I'll make sure I have X amount of protein X amount of cheese, X amount of blah, blah, blah. I said, but I'm going to serve this on a corn tortilla. Right, right. Okay. So a little bit of carb, just a little bit, because we can't be totally carb free. Right. And ironically, I actually ended up running into somebody and she was a doctor and we were talking about weight loss and eating and I said something about being gluten free and she said, unless you have celiac disease, it is a scientifically bad idea to be gluten free because you have, we all have digestive enzymes in our stomach that are there for gluten. Mm -hmm. And if you never, ever, without celiacs, have gluten for no reason at all, that digestive enzyme gets confused, and it gets bored, and it will start eating you. Interesting. 
in replacement. Mm. And when I started seeing my dietitian like three months ago, I told her that story. She goes, that is 100% accurate. <laughs> so I was like, bet. Nice. Um, so I was doing what I called keto light, but that still wasn't quite working. So that was when I downloaded my first app. Yep. And I guess I don't remember what it was. I just remember it was super frustrating and I absolutely hated it. And um, so calorie counting, keto light, walking, that was what launched it. Ironically, it sounds like your keto light is what a lot of us who are just doing calorie deficit do. We try to keep high protein. Yep. Uh, just because you you reduce the risk of muscular degeneration that way. Yeah. Um, and and so like my my protein count is always high at this point. I'm usually 150 to to almost 200 grams of protein a day. Um, and 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 I don't think about carbs or fats. I just don't. Yeah. So. Um, but I, I had 134 yesterday nice. grams of protein. That was that was. But the one thing I've been working on with my dietitian is she wants my fiber up. Yeah, well, that makes sense too. It helps with digestion. It helps break things down. Yeah, yeah, yep. I mean, yeah. It, and that's normal, just like common sense type stuff, right? I mean, so yeah, yeah. So that's that's great. Um, so uh, with so I I have a I have a feeling that the part of the reason and you you probably know this in hindsight i would guess but part of the reason why you had a hard time with the maker's diet um second time around is because it's restricting everything until you add it back in and so that is almost like the most restrictive diet you could possibly have yeah Um, so so and i can tell you from my experience that the reason it's working for me right now, uh, not the maker's diet, but just calorie deficit, is because I yeah. said this time, I'm not restricting anything. Like, I, I, if I want this, I'm going to have this. I'm going to find a way to make it work in my plan. Yeah. Uh, which is, shock of all shocks, moderation. Which people talk to us for years about. And we're yep. just going, eh, I don't need to worry about that. I can do keto and eat six pounds of bacon a day it's you know you, yep. yeah no um and that, that was actually one thing that my dietitian and i spoke about because i was telling her that my wife was harassing me or making fun of me because i was she had like cookies or something i was like no 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 and i spoke to my dietitian a couple days later and she was like no she said have the damn cookie she said, because if you don't have that cookie, you're going to hold and hold and hold, and then you're going to snap, <laughs> and you're going to eat six pounds of cookies, Yes, <laughs> and you're going to damage yourself. She's like, eat the damn cookie. Just have a cookie. <laughs> and, and that kind of changed my outlook on things. I'm like, okay, that tracks. So how do I maintain? Because... We talk about calorie deficit and weight loss, but what I'm actually finding now that I've crossed that line is maintenance is a lot harder than we think it is. We never talk about it. We never think about it. And and I, I and that is something I'm thinking about right now. And I still have like 30 or 40 pounds to go. 
And I'm thinking about maintenance going because every other time, and I'm sure you ran into this, where you diet, you go, hey, I hit my goal. I'm having a pizza. <laughs> and then that turns into another pizza tomorrow. And yep. and then and then I'm starting my diet on Monday is what and that all it all comes back to that. Right. And it becomes cyclical. Right. Right. And so there's actually a school of thought right now that is um, people talking about 12 weeks of diet, two weeks of maintenance, 12 weeks of diet, two weeks of maintenance to get into the habit of getting to that leveling off place. Yeah. Um, and honestly, that scares the crap out of me. Right. Because, you know, what do you mean I have to? No, I, I can't increase my calories in order to, to stay at maintenance. But you can. Yeah. And that was actually why I started seeing a dietitian because my brain was stuck and you and I are pretty close. Yeah. And I'll tell you a story about last night too, but you and I are pretty close. Lose it puts us at about 1700. Yeah. And that's about where I was. And I was mentally stuck. I was like 17, 1800. That's where we are. That's what we're going to do. That's, that's where it is. And then I crossed that line and lose it went, Hey, congratulations. And you're still working out. I'll tell you because you, you and I have talked about this. I mean, I include my exercise, right? I will tell you my daily budget right now is 2686. Wow. With exercise. That's without exercise. It's almost 4,000 calories with exercise. I can't even imagine what I'd do with those calories. (laughs) And I told my dietician straight up, I'm like, no human being is eating 4,000 calories a day. That is ridiculous. I said, I realize I have to increase. I said, but once I start crossing that 2,000 line, I don't feel good. Mm -hmm. I feel sluggish. I feel bloated. I feel gross. And she said, the two things she said was, you eat the amount of calories that make you feel good. She said, but think about what you're eating. And this actually goes back to that TikTok account I sent you. I don't know if you watched it or not, but there's a guy on TikTok who eats things and then runs off the calories. So many people. And he always ends the video the same way was it worth it right right and so, so many people hate him for for that for that account uh just because it's 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 a ridiculous premise and uh it, yeah it, it <laughs> i love it i think it's i understand great. i and i take it for what it is as well it's yeah. insane to me uh, and i don't remember the one that you sent me he had to run like 16 miles or something like that yep. to, to work off whatever it was they were uh they were eating, was it cookies or, I don't that know. That was one of them, yep. But it was he like six box. no, it was burgers. I think it was burgers. Like it was six boxes of burgers or something like that. Yep. Uh, just, yeah, it, it was, it was insane. Yeah. Um, and, but, but that, but that changed my mindset is, okay, so don't just eat to eat to have calories. Think about what you're eating. Yep. Is the is it worth it? 
you know right one of the so one of the guys that i follow uh, his name is mike pridgen and he's going to actually be on a future episode here um and i'm part of his discord and one of the things that that he says is that often and i and i bought into this completely often we're looking for the taste we're not looking for the quantity and so that one cookie probably would have satisfied you to get that taste. Yep. And like I, I have literally lately been going through the grocery store, um, even though it's a terrible place to find this, but I've been going through the grocery grocery store and I've been seeing sushi rolls. And I'm going, man, I haven't had sushi in a long time and I'm really wanting some sushi. So I'm going to end up having sushi at some point. Um, and just figuring a way to work it in and, and it'll be fine. Like I'll have a roll and it'll be great. Um, but, but, and, and, and honestly, of all the fattening things that I could worry about, sushi isn't the worst, but yeah. yeah, by, yeah. By I, but, and I think as I recall, cause we had sushi recently, I wasn't, there are some things that I eat where I am a hundred percent taken back by the calorie count. Yeah. Just last night. So we were at this function and they were like, we're having it catered. And they had like platters of, of Chick-fil-A. And I'm like, mm, all right. So we stopped for some late night snacks. And I was kind of going around the store. And I was like, ooh, payday, peanuts, yeah. <laughs> Until I flipped the bar over. And it was like 150 or 120 calories for one third. Right of the bar. Right. And I was like, you know what? I have some 170 calorie halo top cakes at home. Right. I am not this 400 calories for this bar. Not worth it. Well, but isn't that, isn't that an interesting way? Uh, because like I do the same thing where I go, is that trade off worth it? Like, like, and, and I, I really like beer. Right. And so, yeah. so I work beer into my, 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 uh, plan whenever, you know, whenever I feel like it, but there are times where like on a Friday, when I meet up with my buddies, I'll go, it's just not worth those calories today. I, it's, it's just, just not, not worth, worth it. it. And, and, and that's how I can make that decision. But sometimes, yeah, whatever. I don't care. Um, and, and I will, I will just do that. Sometimes Reese's peanut butter cups are worth it. Um, and devil's work. That's what that is. Those are the devil's work. 250 calories for the two pack uh, of just straight up regular Reese's peanut butter cups. And, yep. and every now and then, yep. <laughs> yep. Because otherwise you're right. That turns into a king size sleeve or three, um, later on. <laughs> right. So yep. just get the taste. You're good. Um, one of the magical things for me right now is Orville Redenbacher 100 calorie microwave popcorn packs and they have a butter flavor so it's not just salt and nothing and they have a kettle corn flavor and 100 calories perfect it just works it gives me what I need I have one probably every other day at this point and it gives me what I want out of that um, and there's no protein value in it, and I don't care. <laughs> it just doesn't matter. I'll have to check that out. That yeah. sounds actually perfect because I, I, I'm a I'm a soccer watcher, mm -hmm. and what I find is, especially the Saturday night games, 
come about the second half when it's about nine o'clock at night and I'm sitting there. I'm like, Tell you what, uh, those Orville Redenbacher ones, because other people do 100 calorie packs as well, but the Orville Redenbacher yeah. ones, the quantity you get for 100 calories is kind of remarkable. Uh, I will have to check that out. Just saying. Um, so yeah, it's it's. Um, I I think that the lack of restriction is a is a really good thing for for everybody. I mean, literally the people that I talk to now who are saying. I had this last night and I feel really bad about it and whatnot. And I'm like going, was it good? How did it taste? Did you enjoy it while you were eating it? Yep. And then, okay, so that happened. Doesn't ruin your weekend. Doesn't ruin today. Oh. It's just last night. Yep. Um, I tell you, so I did the 75 hard program, right? Yes, you did. And the next day, the next night... I said, you know what? Part of 75 Hard is no alcohol. I like beer, but I respected the rules. So I'm buying two really nice beers, not light beers, full-bodied, holy crap, that's a lot of alcohol beer, um, but two really nice bottles of beer, and I'm getting five guys' burgers and fries, and I'm getting a little bucket of their peanuts that they have at, at, at the restaurant. And so I went, and now I got a junior cheeseburger, and I got a small yeah. fry, because I now, and that was progress on my part, because I'm a double guy, and and yep. give me a large fry. I don't care how many extras you throw in the bag. Yeah. But 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 I got that home. I ate it, and I went. That is exactly what I wanted, and yep. I didn't feel bloated or terrible afterwards. Yep. And the next morning, I was down two pounds. Yeah. <laughs> So I, I will tell you, this 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 was a this was a conversation I actually have held with my dietitian. Um, peanuts. The calorie count is actually very surprisingly high on peanuts. Yep. But the longevity of peanuts, which means if you have it at noon how much energy are you going to have oh, okay. how full are you going to be for x amount of time and you're going to and and that's and that's actually why i started including low salt peanuts in my diet like that's my lunch every day now oh interesting yeah i i actually went not I, just peanuts but yeah peanuts yeah i i went to uh i i ended up go, if i if i'm hankering for that kind of a thing i end up going almonds um, but yeah. I, but I'll do the like the blue diamond flavored almonds uh, yeah. because calorically doesn't matter like they're all the same 170 calories for 17 almonds or 18 almonds whatever it is and they're delicious um, <laughs> so yeah. but but I, I usually don't, I, I don't eat that a lot but if I'm if I'm in the mood for something salty and nutty that kind of thing that's that's where I go yeah triscuits triscuits are also and so. The base of my lunch every day is peanuts and sea salt, hint of sea salt, triscuits. That is the base of my lunch every gotcha. day. Cool. So, uh, so I guess the the next question that I have is, so you're you're pretty much at your weight goal and you're dealing with maintenance at this point. Yes. Do you have any goals like for the next year? So, my doctor wants muscle mass 
Okay. And you will have to excuse my ignorance about this matter, but it's something to do with my diabetes. Okay. I don't know that. I don't know anything about that. Yeah. It's like muscle burns sugar faster. So it'll help with the diabetes. That that actually makes sense because like, like when you, when you, uh, when you eat carbs, they turned in. They turn into. Uh, I, I think it's glycose, uh, which which is the, the water that gets put into your muscles. Right. So if you're building bigger muscles, you can tolerate more glycose, and or use more glycose, which right. I would think would have a better effect on your diabetes. And that could. That tracks and could possibly 100% be the situation. <laughs> right, right, right. I just know my, 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 my doctor said you need muscle mass. And so that's where I am right now is trying to maintain my weight while putting on muscle mass. Yep. And maintenance is like when we already talked about it. It's a struggle. It's a struggle because it's like you said, you get to the point, you're like, cool, I'm there. Let's go back. Yep. No, bro. Right. You ain't gonna do that. Right. And at the same time, and it's funny because the videos you've been posting lately, at least this week, towards the end of the week, you were talking about your upper body. Yeah. And when I started like intentionally saying, okay, I need to put on muscle. And mind you, I'm doing this with a 35 pound weight vest i was like let me do a push-up and i was like oh my god i can't do a (laughs) push-up right right right. and and so at this point my my goals are all physically related okay so by may of next year I'd like to be able to do 15, 20 pushups. Right. I'm at 10 right now. And like I said, it's with the weight vest. But again, you go back to when you were 19, 20. I was in the military. You had to do those to pass the physical exam. Right, right. And I just can't do them anymore. Yeah. And so, I mean, that's kind of where my, my, my goals lie now is – I bought uh, I bought adjustable dumbbells where you move the pin. Yep. Yep. And by next summer, I would like to have those maxed out and have to sell them and buy bigger ones. Right. And that's kind of where I, I I live now is definition. Yeah. And I know I'm at a point where I joke with my wife all the time that I have reached a point where. When I sit down, just like this, I look like Fat Thor. Yeah. <laughs> but when I stand up and take my shirt off, I look like Thor. So. <laughs> so the so the question I have uh, only because I mean yes, you're taller than than I am, um, but our our goals are kind of similar. Um, like I I just started doing strength training uh, yeah. and got a got a personal trainer. I didn't go the nutritionist or, or dietitian route. I went yeah. a personal trainer route, um, and so um, my whole thing is my my ultimate weight goal is 
uh, right now 185 but for me that's open for discussion at this point because if I'm putting on a decent amount of muscle I don't really care what the weight is as long yeah. as I look good <laughs> is, is really oh, what it I is. get it yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so um, so I don't really know what that is um, but like one of one of the things that I enjoy is like my upper body is terrible like in terms of like um, my weakness but but already the guy that I'm working with is just like oh we have alternate exercises for that don't worry about that like yeah you, you, you'd be all right because I I did a tricep extension with dumbbells yesterday and I'm I like, saw that I can't even maintain what's happening here and and yep. he was like going oh we got other things don't worry about it. And well, see, I think because you were talking about that, and so I use video trainers. Yes, I use, I use iFit. I use video trainers, and you were talking about that tricep extension, and I was like, I do that, and that's what's one of the few exercises that actually doesn't bother me. <laughs> but as I think about it, I kind of go back to the rower. Ah, okay. Because if I'm pulling. Yep. You know, 5,000, 6,000 meters a day, that's going to be using these muscles. Yeah. So that must be why I'm okay. <laughs> right. Well, and, and I was doing other tricep uh, exercises, and, and it's fine. It's fine. It's just yeah. that position, for whatever reason, just doesn't work for me. Um, but What, what um, kills me is the the... the lat lifts oh those are terrible i mean uh, i can get them but it's really hard <laughs> well it i think i'm up to like in a set of like 15 i'm up to like four now yeah but what the video trainer said is if you can't do it just alternate yeah and so I can do like four. Yeah. And then it's like, okay, let's just do this. Yeah. 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 So, and, and I'm I, right now, I mean, I don't know about how you're handling it. I'm just going, well, this is just have, you have to start somewhere. And, yeah. and hopefully we see progress <laughs> moving <Yep>. forward. <laughs> no, so, 100%. Um, so uh, I'm going to ask you a question. Uh, you don't have to answer it. Um, but, um, because people will ask, um, uh, do you have to deal with loose skin? Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. And that's part of the, and it's funny. I, I spoke to one of our associates about that and I was like, what do we do? Yeah. And it's just w w this is how we live now. Yeah, those are those are battle scars. Well, and, and yeah, this is how we live. Um, yeah, it's um, it's funny because like the the camps that I, that I hear from primarily are, um, this is my trophy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, or or I'm saving up for the for the operation. Yeah. Um, well, see, and I think it was actually you. I think that that's not that a that's not something i've ever thought of and not something that i want to venture down because the truth of the matter is and this is this is a real thing but you got to realize at you know 
25, 26, I was 400 pounds. And then I came down to like 230, 220. And then I went back up to 280, 290. I live in a constant state of fear. Yeah. That I'm going to wake up some morning and I'm going to be 400 pounds again. Yeah. And because of that, I don't buy proper clothes. And because of that, I'm maybe a little overly cautious of the calories I eat. Yep. I, I just, I really live in a constant state of fear about putting that weight back on. And that's also part of the reason why I'm like, I will never have that surgery. Okay. That's part of it. Interesting. Secondarily is it's bad, but it ain't that bad. Right. And then the third reason is, and I think it this is what I was saying is I think it was you who said in your insurance covers it only if it's medically necessary. Right. And at this point it totally wouldn't be. Yeah. Right. And so, the, I mean, and I, you know, I'm still looking into it from an insurance standpoint. Yeah. Um, but, um, you know, I think my biggest concern would be a level of chafing that is just hard to even live with, like, yeah. and, and causing open wounds, that kind of thing. Yeah. yeah, um, yeah. And, and so I'm not there right now. And frankly, my chafing is better than it's ever been. Um, <laughs> and, yeah. and, uh, but it's still something where I'm looking at the progress that I've, that I've made. Um, and, and I go, but I've still, I've got this apron that is just sitting there as a reminder going, look what you did. Look what you did. Um, yep. <laughs> and not in a good way. Just like. No, 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 this, I know. I yeah. know. And it's, <laughs> it's funny because, because I'm, I'm starting to develop these weird, my, my wife, <laughs> I sent her a photo from the, from the bathroom one morning. I was like, what's this weird looking lump? And she said, that's your abs, you idiot. <laughs> <laughs> and so. I, I have I have reached a point where if I pull my pants up to a certain height, I look I look like an underwear model. But if they fall down just a little bit too low, it's, what's going on there? You know, it's... right. The thing that the thing that's been uh, hitting me is like I'll lay in bed and I'll put my hands on my chest and I'll go. I can feel my bones right here. Like what's, yeah, what's right? happening? Like the rib, <laughs> like the center of the rib cage is like. Was that rib always like that? <laughs> well, I'll tell you what I'm struggling with the last like month maybe is I'm a side sleeper. Ah. And for the longest time I would sleep like this. Mm -hmm. Right? But now there's nothing to support my arm anymore. So I'm like, I gotta. It's just uncomfortable now. <laughs> I gotta do something different because there's nothing to support my arm as I sleep anymore. This is not okay. Yeah. You know, good problems to have, right? Uh, I suppose. Just, yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Cool. That sounds great. Um, so I guess the question that I that I ask everybody, and I, I definitely want to ask you, is, 
in season two, we're going to have a couple episodes where they're going to be kind of like, uh, where are they now? And I, I want to catch yeah. up with folks. I, I presume that that's okay to catch up with you and, and do a follow-up. Absolutely. And truthfully, this time calendar would be really good because that'll get me past my one year of weights and exercises and things. So. Yeah. Yeah. And so, um, and that's kind of what we want to do. Cause it's, it's not just, uh, here's, here's Carl's story and have a good day. Yeah. Uh, we, best we, of luck, we, bro. Well, because what happens is people start going, I wonder what happened with that guy. And did he, did he successfully keep maintaining? And, and uh, you know, all of that. Cause you know, you're actually the first person in maintenance that we've, that we've talked to. Um, and so, I think people want to know that that can be successful. And in, I have no doubt that you are successful at it and you will continue to be successful at it. Um, because frankly, from my perspective, you have the appropriate amount of fear. <laughs> it's you know, that, that, that level of paranoia is real. Yes. And, and, and I didn't realize until I crossed that line and lose it when lose it went. Oh, you can eat twenty six hundred calories a day now. That I was like, bro, no, just calm down. Yep. I, I'll, and, t- I'll tell you that my my uh, my lose it at one point was saying that I, I should be at like uh, fourteen or fifteen hundred calories, and the people that I've been talking to were going, "That's too low. That's too low for your height and weight. Like that's too low." And what I found out was I had actually set my goal in lose it. And said, "Oh, by the way, also take off an additional 200 calories." Oh, and so two weeks ago, I added those 200 back in. I was so nervous about just doing, and 200 calories honestly is nothing, right? Um, but I was like, "It's 35 grams of peanuts." <laughs> right, right, right. And and I'm like, "Oh, I, I I hope I don't gain weight doing this." And my weight loss has not changed. I am still losing yeah. at a good clip because my activity level is still good and the food that I'm eating is still good. So, and like as of uh, this uh, yesterday, this morning, no, this morning, yeah, this morning, uh, no, yesterday, I got into the two twenties, and so, woohoo, um, yeah, because all those decades matter, right? That's right. <laughs> so, um, and yeah, and so, but it's something we have to be. I would rather be vigilant about the whole thing than just go, ah, it'll be fine. Yeah. Complacency no, it, 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 that, is that death. vigilance. Yeah. <laughs> so. Well, it really is. All right, Carl, thank you so much for chatting with us. Uh, let, why don't you, you let people know where they can find you on the internets? Uh, you know, really, I, I, I have tried to snag my moniker everywhere in the universe. So at this point, uh, if you just type in BC Dodge, you'll find me on just about any platform. Because I, I mean, I, I while I am on the the platform previously known as Twitter, I'm not very active there, but it's there. Uh, however, Blue Sky, loving that. I'm because I have tabs open that I check. Right. So Blue Sky, Threads, Mastodon, TikTok, it's all the same. Just BC Dodge. Yep. There it is. You'll find it. Great. All right. Well, thank you once again for joining us, and we will chat with you later, I am sure. And 
hang through and stay through it. Step. Wow, that was terrible. I'm cutting that out. Um, so, <laughs> so, go grinders. Control your outcome because you're the only one that can. We'll see you next week.